0: Welcome to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio, brought to you by Visit Anderson, South Carolina, home of beautiful Lake Hartwell, the Rapala family of fishing products, including VMC hooks and thirteen fishing rods, reels, and more, and the Bass Angler Sportsman Society. Now, here's your host, lifetime Bass member Tom Abraham.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Phoenix Post Bassmaster Radio. I am Tom Abraham, your guide for the next hour as we feature the Bassmaster Elite Series and those looking to get into that exclusive group through the Bassmaster Open Series. Now, Our first cast segment of the show is brought to you by 13 Fishing. We've got a great deal for you right now. The Gerald Swindle Designed Meta Series Rods and Inception G2 Reels are available at 13fishing.com along with all their other great products for a limited time. You can get 20% off your entire order by using the discount code BASSRADIO20. That's BASSRADIO20, only at 13fishing.com. I fish these rods and reels myself and could not be happier. Coming up on this week's show, 2022 Bassmaster Classic champ Jason Christie is in our featured segment on a number of topics on this past season, the next season, and what it means to be a professional angler. Also today, we'll talk to the youngest qualifier ever for the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic. Seventeen-year-old Aaron Yavorsky, who won the team championship with his dad, and then blew away the field of six in the fish off. But in our leadoff segment. Ronnie Moore of Bassmaster Live joins us to discuss the nominees for the first-ever Bassie Awards presented by Starbright. So let's get Ronnie in here, and we'll make our picks. Ronnie, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Tom. I'm
0: I'm disappointed. I thought I was dubbed as the feature segment. I guess guess I'll negate to Jason Christie and allow that, but you promised me I was the feature. So we'll just... I'm gonna do this interview as if I'm the future or the featured interview and we'll be good okay you
1: have certainly been the feature many many times but when you <laughs> get a chance to talk to the 2022 uh, classic champ that you spent time with I think that week that he won the classic you spent time with him on Hartwell before the tournament so it's always fascinating to talk to him and it's really fascinating to talk to a guy who has gone from being a hardcore beat the bank shallow water guy to being a guy that is very efficient with the forward-facing sonar, and so he has a lot of opinions on that and, and other things regarding the, uh, the world of professional fishing. Christy's great, though, isn't he?
0: Yeah, I think that, I think that he's fantastic. Same, the same kind of vibe you get from
1: Polinick, from Hackney,
0: from all of the guys we were put in that legendary category, they never make an excuse for why they didn't catch him. They never fail to adjust. They always get with the times, even if they're old school and they want to be shallow are going to explore what is out in the depths. And uh, so, yeah, Christie's going to be one of those people that the side of the anglers that don't like forward-facing center, they're going to listen to him, and yeah. they're going to understand why it's necessary at times. So that'll that'll be a good one. And, yeah, he's going to have his target on his back for, for Grand Lake, definitely on the short list for the classic to maybe win two out of three. Uh, a couple other guys definitely want to win their second or third classic at Grand as well.
1: He's also a guy that can speak very eloquently to what it means to be a professional bass fisherman in this day and age, because there are some guys that are out there that, you know, there's been some chatter lately about, you know, I just want to catch fish and get paid a lot of money and it doesn't really work that way in this industry. So uh, I can't wait to talk to him uh, about that. But I tell you, I love this, the Bassies, uh, presented by Starbright (laughs) at Bassmaster.com. And somebody did a lot of work here to come up with these six categories and all this video support for these six categories. So great job by the team there. Um, and, and, and let's make our votes, you know, let's publicly kind of look at this thing a little bit.
0: Just, it's, it's almost like a, a gambling thing. This is not advice. I don't want you to, to yeah. vote based off what we vote, but this is just, if we get to have fun to be a fan and vote, this is, this is how we would vote. So thanks for having me and, uh, the opportunity to share my thoughts on this.
1: Well, let's see if we can't rip through these. Uh, obviously each one of them has three or four minutes of video that, uh, um, that the fans sure. can go and check on and, and, and so on. I've already done it and, and came up with mine. But for hook set of the year, yes, yeah, some great shallow water hook sets. Seth Feider, Drew Cook, Greg Hackney, and Koyo Fujita are the uh, the, the uh, contenders for this one. The nominees, if you will, for this one. And I'm going to tell you right off the top. You get a guy in the in the pads and 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 he's sight fishing and he slams one home. I went with Drew Cook on this one. Where'd you go?
0: I don't blame you for that, but I, I couldn't give it to Drew because I felt that the fish set the hook on him just as much as he set the hook on the fish because there was a little bit of rebound there. But <laughs> I went with fighter, man, to uh-huh. see the moment, its even before the hook set, when fighter gets on point, when he feels that jig bite, he gets on point, and then just how quickly he goes from, I guess, loose to boom, tight hook set, that was at Lay Lake. That was a very important day three for him, and it'll be featured in our in our TV show that nice. we did because that was a, that was a major catch that day.
1: That's nice. All right. So the next category was best celebration. Can we just call this the Mike Iconelli category? I mean, this is the <laughs> Mike Iconelli best celebration of the year deal. Hunter Schreck, that was amazing. You know, him reaching his rod around Damn. the uh the you know, the the post of the dock and, and then coming up with it, and you can kind of see him shaking and I think in that he had he had one where he almost kind of broke down. It was so emotional. Of course, Mike Eichenelli is going to be in this category. Just pick one every single two and a half pound fish he ever caught. You know that's going to be in there. Scott Martin. I'm kind of wondering if this was like the sponsor category guy. Scott Martin's catch. It was really good. I mean, it was at Okeechobee, his home lake. That was really good. And Joey Cifuentes had one jump in the boat with him, and uh, and that was tremendous as well. But I couldn't go away. From the legend, I had to go Mike Iconelli uh, on this one. He just it's just he's just got it down. I mean, he just he's he, he, he's got the best celebration for me. I
0: feel like I feel really bad for our closed captioning folks that have to do the you know the captions for TV because that fish catch of Iconelli would have just been like nondescript words, grunting noises, yeah. all kinds of things until he got the fish in the boat because that's just the way he is. But I went with Joey, man, mm. for the biggest or most important fish of his tournament to jump in the boat, throw in the cowboy hat, coming in and winning in Lake St. Clair. I think that's huge, Uh, and I wanted to. My heart said go with Hunter Shriok, but this wasn't the best fish catch category. It was the celebration, and I thought that Joey's celebration was better. Maybe that almost seven-pounder that Hunter caught on the final day would have been the best catch, but the best celebration, got to give it to Mr. Joey Sepuentes.
1: All right. The next category is another one. Ronnie Moore with us here as we go through the categories for the Bassies, the uh, initial Bassie Awards presented by Starbright. You can do it at Bassmaster.com and go ahead and vote. Uh, You got till the 18th, by the way, to to get your votes in and be counted. Uh, the next one was the nominees for best on stage interview. Again, this is one that needs it should have it should be the Gerald Swindle <laughs> Award. Uh Gerald Swindle, look, all due respect. Carl Jacobson was fantastic, you know, go Australia and all that stuff. Matt Robertson is the, the you know, maybe the the next coming of Gerald Swindle. He was very good as well. Takumi Ito is always fun, but come on, man. Swindle is unbelievable i mean in all the sports world he is charles barkley he is unbelievable i had to go with gerald swindle what do you got
0: i like that pick but because (laughs) we get to see gerald on stage giving that moment of funniness almost every time he's on stage at every event it's not old to me but something we get to see a bunch during a season We don't get to see an emotional Classic interview on stage for your first ever classic and something you've been pursuing for 20 years. I got to give it to Carl Uh Jacobson because everyone can get behind that story. And for him to be able to be pursuing the classic like he has makes a classic and then be able to share his story on the stage, which we know is the biggest at the classic to the world, man, that's super huge for the country of Australia for everyone who supported him and for Carl. Now he's going to be on his way to a second classic next year. So uh, I won't give Carl the win next year because we've already seen him do it. Maybe, maybe Gerald will come back. Yeah, Great. maybe I'll vote for Joe
1: next year. Great point. All right, just got a couple of minutes here. I want to hit these other categories. The nominee for the greatest comeback performance. I wasn't one hundred percent sure where they were going with this. Larry Nixon, of course, coming back to Bass. Uh, uh, Brandon Card uh, coming back off, of, you know, his issues, his health issues over the winter. That was very emotional as well. I went Maddie Wong though. Maddie Wong was dead and buried and came on strong at the end of the season to keep his card really. And uh, so I went with Young Matty Wong.
0: I love that story, and that was kind of ultra-pressure moments for Matty. He to make a top 10, made a top 10 to save his career at uh, the Elite Series. But I, I did go with Card because mm. I got to talk to him in the offseason. I knew what he was going through. We know how tiring it is, Tom, to be out on the water every day, all day, but to yeah. do it for a week straight. He comes out of the gates, makes a top 10 at Okeechobee, has a patch on his eye because he can't control, control the nerves on that side of his face. Absolutely crazy for Card. He makes the classic, has a great season. I think that that's the story of the year for sure.
1: Uh, the nominees for Best Supporting Angler, as I watched this video and it started with Polonek, I'm like, oh, yeah, Polonek. Oh, no, Justin Atkins, what he did. Oh, that was fantastic at the same. Oh, wait a minute, Livesey. Look at it, let- letting a guy come in there on his fish. But then when I saw the squad of elites, the guys that went and got Ray Halsman's boat out of the, out of the woods, basically, when uh, he had crashed, uh, that was it. I mean, there was no doubt. I- this one should be a landslide. We'll see. But I voted squad of elites for Best Supporting Angler.
0: Yeah. I, uh, we actually match up on this one. I did the same thing because we were, there was such a crazy hustle and bustle and what in the world happened. Somebody went up in the woods and to see your fellow competitors stop in the morning of their day as they're heading to go down to their first spot, hopefully catch 20 pounds real quick to stop, pull off, make sure their friend is okay, get him back on the water and he can continue his day. That is exactly what you want to see. I think half my fantasy team that week was in the woods, whether they were driving the boat or helping you get it out. And I was like, guys, I love you, but I need you to catch them. I need you to catch them. But I, uh, I go with the squad as well. And Justin Atkins was a close second. Yeah. The final day of the season, trying to help out a buddy who just got AOI, trying to win the event. Super cool to see him come deliver a boat and, and say, I'll figure out how to get yours back.
1: Final one was greatest performance of the year. Um, Kyle Walsher Ooh. winning the AOI. That's great. Joey Fuentes with two wins. Luke Palmer getting the win. Um, but come on, man. Jeff Gustafson dominated the classic and then came through on the final day. Uh, I went with Gussie for performance of the year.
0: I'm glad we saved these last two categories for last because we agreed on both of them. Mm-hmm. Got to be Jeff Gustafson in the Bassmaster Classic. You know, Palmer winning by the biggest margin of victory this season was huge. Joey, a rookie, winning twice. That's amazing. I mean, I've always been a classic win is more important than an AOI. I understand the gauntlet these guys go through, though, so kudos to AOI. Um, but that classic moment makes you. That makes your name forever.
1: Absolutely, and making his name in the bass fishing world is uh, the great Ronnie Moore, and he's been our guest. Ronnie, I appreciate you helping us out. Maybe we helped a few uh, folks out there. Go to Bassmaster.com. Just click on the uh, article for the bassies, and you can vote right up until the 18th. Thank you, Ronnie. Thanks, Tom. Enjoy your talks with Aaron and Christy. Yeah, I absolutely will, and that's what's coming up next. Aaron Yavorski, we'll talk to him right after this. Some Phoenix Boats, Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series Pro, Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham and I too run a Phoenix boat and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company and what he Teresa Johnson and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable the highest quality boats built by anglers for anglers this isn't just a saying it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today take it from me it's time to experience the Phoenix difference 5 fish for 22 pounds even,
0: becoming a two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year.
2: Hi, I'm Gerald Swindle, Bassmaster member. I don't care if I'm in California, Oregon, or
1: France. If I see a bass sticker in a window of a truck or a car, I got something in common with that person. Why don't you come join me and you be a member. Get these free gifts when you join today. A $50 value. Go to Bassmaster.com join and become a member of America's leading bass fishing organization. Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 Fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two-time Bassmaster Angler of the Year. Gerald Swindle had teamed up with the crew at 13 Fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. The result is the metal line of rods and the Inception G2 line of reels designed to the exacting standards of the G-Man. This is the same gear Gerald bagged over 100 pounds of fish with at Lake Fork last season. Look for them this spring. The 2024 St. Croix Bassmaster Open Series is set to be the biggest ever. From increased payouts for the pros to Bassmaster Live coverage of Championship Saturday for all nine events, the 2024 season promises to be great. The top nine EQ anglers will once again punch their ticket to the Elite Series and event winners earn a berth in the 2025 Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic, providing they fish the three events in a given division. And for co-anglers, this is the best value in all of fishing. $475 to fish two days with a pro and you competing only against other co-anglers for a tremendous prize purse as well. Registration is now open, but you have to act fast to get your spot locked in. This year's schedule will take anglers from Florida to Minnesota and many great destinations in between. Plus, the off-limits restriction has been reduced to two weeks, so you don't have to lose much time on your home waters. For more information on the St. Croix Bassmaster Open Schedule and registration, plus payouts and other key information, just visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Tournament tab and then select Opens. See you on the water.
0: Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham.
1: And welcome back Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio, and we are about to set a record, all right, for all the years that we've been doing Bassmaster Radio. um, We've never talked to... We've talked to some young guys. We've talked to some high school guys. We have never talked to anyone who is 17 years old, who is qualified to fish, in the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bassmaster Classic. And the reason is because there's never been anybody 17 years old that has qualified for the Bassmaster Classic. But Aaron Jaworski did it. Uh, He and his dad won the team competition down at the Harris Chain, about an hour or so, hour and a half or so from the house where they live. And then Aaron went out there and just wrecked the field in the individual portion to get the win uh, as well. And uh, in the 2023 Bass Pro Shops Bassmaster Team Championship Classic Fish-Off. And he joins us now on the VMC Hook. Aaron, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, Tom. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Um, this has got to be getting uh, old for you, though, as far as all of these accolades for being the youngest guy to do this, the youngest guy to do that. And and, uh, and, and you're, in the, you're in the Bassmaster Classic. Has it hit you yet? That you're going to be crossing the stage as a, as a 17 year old. I don't know when you'll turn 18, but as a 17 year old in the Bassmaster Classic.
3: Yeah, I mean, it really, really hasn't sunk in yet at all. Um, I'm sure it, it won't sink in until I get there to the tournament. But it's just it's a crazy experience, honestly. a Dream I've always had since I was younger to uh, fish the Bassmaster Classic against you know a plethora of pros, and mm-hmm. it's just. I don't even know what to say, really. I'm speechless.
1: So I guess you'll turn 18 on March 15th. So you will be 18 by the time the tournament comes at Grand. Uh, yeah, it's a dream a lot of people have. It's a dream that I've had for 40 years, okay? So don't, don't talk about it. Yeah, since I was younger. You're 17, and <laughs> you're going to be fishing in the Bassmaster Classic. I know the exact spot that you and your dad were catching them uh, at at the Harris Chain over on Lake Carlton as well. It is a it, it, it really is the closest thing to a community hole, really, as you can have there. Um it can be frustrating, but if you hit it right, you can wreck them. And, and you and your dad did that uh, very thing. Have you guys ha- have you guys fished there in that particular spot in, in tournaments in the past since that is, uh, you know, not too far from the house? I'm sure you've fished Harris numerous times.
3: Yeah, you know, like you say, it is one of those kind of community holes. But, you know, when they get there, they get there for sure. And around this time of year when that weather gets cooler, they start to get in a pre-spawn kind of phase. Um. They'll really they'll really get in there good and you can I mean, obviously you can really just catch a huge bag of fish.
1: Yeah. You, you don't really get backboated there either, right? It's a kind of spot where, you know, it's an offshore spot where 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 the guy at the front of the boat, the guy at the back of the boat, depending on the positioning, you don't get backboated too much there. But uh how is it fishing with Pop? Does he like backboat you some or does he are you up on the front deck with him or are you running the trolling motor and you say, uh, get in the back, Dad, I got I got eight pounders to catch here
3: yeah i mean i was uh i was running the trolling motor for the whole week but um i'd uh i'd key my dad in on you know where the casts were uh where the schools were kind of more grouped up on that spot but you know it's a, it's a big area um it's hard to get back there really and uh with how many fish were over there at that spot for that tournament it was uh you know it was hard to not put your bait in front of one
1: were you uh eyeballing them on live scope uh or was it just an area that you knew that the area was good, and 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 you were working them that way?
3: Yeah, I was uh, I was using both my uh, hummingbird three hundred and sixty and my Lorance active target to, you know, pinpoint these bigger groups of fish. There were plenty of fish just all scattered on this limestone shell flat, and um, but there were there were a couple key areas, you know, on that on that big on that big flat that uh that the, the schools would really get tight on.
1: You were throwing a uh, a five XD, a Strike King five XD, in there. Did it matter color wise? Did it matter uh, about uh, whether it was rattle or silent? Yeah,
3: I mean, I threw a couple different crankbaits. You know, the Strike King five XD was one of them. Also, the uh, the Rapala DT ten. Yeah. And um, the Berkeley Dredger seventeen point five, and those those three uh, got it done for me. But color really didn't matter. Um, I will say the uh, the Strike King five XD. Later in the week, um, as the pressure got to them, the silent did did come in key um, on the last day to put a couple of fish in the boat.
1: Well, you know, uh, Rapala is one of our sponsors. She, you know, uh, I, I I guess I I should have mentioned the DT10 first. We could just say that you caught all of them on the DT10. That would <laughs> that, that that would work uh, as I well. So. Aaron Yavorsky uh, with us here. Speaking of sponsors. So where are you at? What's the plan? Now you're going to fish the classic. We know that. Got to get a boat wrap. Got to do all that kind of stuff. What is the plan for you? As far as have you been have you been working with various sponsors? And I would think that some non endemic sponsors might be very very interested in having uh, the youngest classic competitor in the history of the of the of the Bassmaster Classic. You know, and 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 have you representing them? How's that going?
3: Yeah, I mean we've had a couple companies reach out, but um really hoping to get the boat wrapped for the classic and um maybe a tow vehicles really need that right now. But um we're still working on sponsors, trying to get everything figured out. I know Tom's windowing down, but um we're getting there.
1: Have you had any experience at all on Grand Lake? I have not. Um I have done a little bit of
3: research and um it seems like uh, the fishery sets up the way I like to fish, so I'm pretty excited, but um, I might try and get up there uh, before the cutoff and get a couple days of pra- pre-practice in.
1: Aaron Yavorsky with us. Uh, he is headed to the Bassmaster Classic, snagging the last spot in the Classic. Is this something that you want to do as a living? I mean, is this something where, I mean, we, uh, Trey McKinney is eight, is 18 years old. I can't even get it out of my mouth. And he qualified for the Elites, by going through the opens and the EQ and made it to the elites. Is this something that's in the, uh, in the plan for you?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm thinking, uh, we're hopping in the opens in uh, 2025 after I finish off, you know, high school and all that good stuff. But for sure, it's a, uh, it's been a dream ever since I was a kid to just become a pro in the sport of bass fishing.
1: Do you fish any high school events, um, uh, you know, with your school or otherwise?
3: Yeah. Um, I fish the, uh, the Florida Bass Nation High School program, and we go all around the state of Florida a little bit in Georgia. And um, I've qualified for the, the high school national championship all three years and hoping to make it this year for my fourth.
1: Yeah. Now, um, is this something that was started by Dad? I mean, did he? Did he's the one that uh, took you fishing at a younger age and gave you the got you the bugger, or, or did you get the bug and then, and then drag him out there and uh, say, we need to do this?
3: Yeah, my da- my dad. Uh, he was fishing tournaments ever since he was a kid. he yeah. uh, he actually owned a boat before mm-hmm. he owned a vehicle.
1: Nice. And um,
3: he's he's the one who got me in the tournament fishing. I started fishing some ponds, and then we uh, dad uh, introduced me to the tournament fishing at a little uh, club, local club around here, and that's how it all started.
1: You know, my father, my father taught me the love of uh, fishing and the love of golf as well. And I remember when I was about your age, <clears throat> when I became a better golfer than him, and it was a few years later that I, that I pretty much considered myself a better fisherman than him, uh, have you passed the old man yet? I mean, if it was a scenario, I know he sat there and watched, basically, as you fished, uh, uh, you know, in the fish off, but if if he decided that he was going to fish, uh, would he have been the guy to beat, uh, you, you know, your dad?
3: Um, this is... <laughs> Hard hard, uh, hard question to answer, but... Um, Are you a
1: better fisherman than your father or not? That's the, yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's the question.
2: <laughs>
3: I mean, he's good, don't get me wrong, but, um, but now now's the day and age of all the technology and everything, um, as a young angler, um, I'd say, uh, yeah, I guess.
1: <laughs> I would say you tell the old man, here, hold my beer, but you're too young to have a beer either. <laughs> so uh, Aaron uh, Yavorsky, uh, with us here. Um, if you had to, if you had to, in our last minute or so, if you had to say what type of fisherman you are, power fisherman, offshore guy, uh, you know, uh, more comfortable with a bait caster, more comfortable with a spinning outfit, you know, how would you classify you as a fisherman?
3: Yeah, I definitely say I'm a, I'm an offshore guy. Um, a lot of bait casters, Mm -hmm. you know, working on some new techniques with the spinning rods and everything, um, as a. Trying to figure out these northern fisheries, but definitely offshore. Um, Definitely a weird answer, I guess, being from Florida. I'm usually leaving all the frogs and topwater at home and really crankbait and things like that. So,
1: wow, yeah, that is a a different answer uh, for sure. Um, What was it like when you got back to school? I mean, did anybody even know that they're aware enough of of the Bassmaster Classic and all the notoriety you were getting?
3: yeah, I walked in first class economics and it kind of felt a little weird. Don't have many buddies at my school who do a lot of bass fishing, but a lot of uh, a lot of my other friends from around the state uh showed me a lot of
1: a lot of support. Yeah, that is that is cool stuff. Is college in the offering or are you thinking of heading right to Opens trying to make it, you know, to the elites?
3: Yeah, I think we're going to go down just straight Opens path nice. and
1: Take some marketing classes, though. Somehow, uh, you know, online or whatever. Learn more about marketing because that's a big part of this whole thing. They don't pay you just to fish, you know. You're gonna get out there. You got to market your products and and uh, work with your sponsors and do videos and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Aaron Yavorsky has been our guest. Aaron, congratulations! I look forward to seeing you in Tulsa, and it's a great story. And uh, we wish you the best. Thank you. Thanks for having me on here today. All right. Thank you. That is uh, that is outstanding, man. That young man there. Getting it done. All right, we get a break in here. When we come back, Jason Christie joins us next, right here on Phoenix Post Bass Master Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest balsa wood baits with the best action, the DT Series, the Brat Bells, and the Shad wrap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high-quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, Terminator spinnerbaits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at rapala.com. That's rapala.com and start catching more fish. Tom Abraham here from my friend Brian Hamaker and his team at North Alabama Mortgage. Look, buying a home is the biggest purchase you will make in your life, and it can be a bit intimidating, so you want people that can help walk you through the mortgage process and get you the best deal possible. That's what North Alabama Mortgage does, and they do it in Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida from first-time purchases to refis, conventional, VA, FHA, and USDA loans. They have the solution at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com to learn more, that's NorthAlabamamortgage.com.
4: There's so much to do, see, and experience in Anderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell, boating, fishing, Hike and bike the nearby trails, experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's visitanderson.com.
1: John Cruz and Missile Baits have done it again. This time they have teamed with Hog Farmer Baits to bring you the Spunk Shad. This bait can be fished like a swim bait or as a trailer on your favorite bladed jig. And now they are available from Missile Baits. Also new this year is the Magic Worm, which did some serious damage on tour last year. They could just call that one the Moneymaker. Missile Baits is also home to the classic D-Bomb, the Baby D-Bomb, the Quiver Worm, and one of my favorites, the Destroyer and Baby Destroyer. Go to MissileBaits.store to learn more. That's MissileBaits.com. Store. Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now
0: here's your host, Tom Abraham.
1: And welcome back, to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. And now time to uh, a chance to talk to the 2022 Bassmaster Classic champion and a guy who uh, will be fishing in the Classic. At Grand Lake, got a little dicey there at the end, but he uh, he did uh, get in to the classic at a place where he's had great results in the past. He is, of course, Jason Christie, and he joins us now on the VMC Hook. Jason, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am fantastic. How did the hunting season go for you? I know, uh, you know, but we've been I've been chasing you now for a month, and every time I tried to get a hold of you, you were in some state in some deer stand somewhere doing something. Um, how, How did it go for you?
2: I will say this, the freezer is full. Cool. Uh everybody it was a good year. My kids, uh my wife, my mom. My mom hasn't deer hunted in thirty years and, wow. and she shot a big one. I, I took her to Kansas and let her shoot one. So, uh yeah, it was a good year. Last year was was I didn't get to do a lot of hunting because I was building the house and I got to go a few times, but not like I normally do. And this year, I got I got my feel of it. I, I was in the tree a lot, and and uh, it was a good – and it's not over. I mean, I, we still have about a month of uh, hunting season here at the house. And even though I'm not in the woods, I got my, my eyes on cameras. Uh-huh. Uh, so just kind of right now is kind of the transition from still doing a little bit of hunting, but uh, kind of got fishing on the brain right now.
1: Yeah, I, I made uh, um, I put venison in the stuffing in the turkey for Thanksgiving this year. That was a secret ingredient. Every year there's a secret ingredient that I'll put in there, and I used some ground venison in there, and it was a big hit. So uh, it's always it's always good when you can put deer in a turkey, you know. So it <laughs> seemed yeah, to yeah. that seemed to work out well. Um, Interesting season for you last year. Uh, obviously, you were very focused on making it to the classic because Grand Lake is a place where you've had great success—a seventh and a second uh, there at uh, Grand Lake. Just in classics alone, um, you were even fishing some opens, you know, to kind of uh, have another opportunity to possibly make that classic. You started out with that bomb at Okeechobee, but then you worked your way up the list, and and were looking good, and then it got a little dicey right there at the end uh, you know it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go at the st. Lawrence River but you did sneak in I think 36 37 somewhere like that um, on the on the points list just talk about the uh, the up and down of the year
2: it was just a you know it was a stressful year like I said earlier no excuses but uh, you know I was building a house and and dealing with that stuff um, you know it was just one of those seasons where I I just really felt like I couldn't catch a break. I mean, uh, I mean, I catch a nine pounder at play Lake. That's a that's a huge break. But other than that, the rest of the season was just, uh, and it was just it I it was as inconsistent as it could be, and and uh, it was frustrating. It started off with like you said a bomb in Florida, and and I had a good practice, and I you know when I get home. Uh, literally I back my boat in the garage and I get a text that asked if I could, um, attend a press conference in Tulsa and immediately I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, I knew that I didn't know that the classic was going to be on grand but I knew the classic was going to be close and, and that put a lot of pressure on me. Uh, I've learned a lot this year. I think I've, I've, uh, you know, you, you don't have to – I mean, you can have a bad tournament or two and still make the classic because I had two or three, honestly, but I had some good finishes to go along with it. Right. Uh, but, man, I'm just glad it's it's over with. It was a stressful year. Uh, I know my wife was stressed because I was stressed, and uh, I'm just glad it's over. I'm glad the house building's over, and I'm, mm. I, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, – I'm just looking forward to going fishing next year. Not just the classic, just the entire season. We have a great schedule, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun to be kind of focused on fishing again.
1: Yeah, which uh, which means that uh, Jason Christie's gonna be very dangerous out there to the rest of the field. He's won two million dollars just with bass, so uh, so you know that uh, you know he can get it done. Now you say you learned a lot. You also teach a lot. I I, I you're one of the guys I like to watch. Your videos, you're very uh, expressive in your teaching, and 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 you know go season to season and so on. But there's been some chatter of late, uh, you know, where, where where some guys have questioned, you know, what it takes to be a professional angler and what your responsibility is as a professional angler. And uh, you know, you do a fantastic job for your sponsors and and also with the videos and the, and the uh, TV shows and all of that type of stuff. Just talk about that a little bit, you know, about how it's it's a lot more than going out there and catching them. I mean, you you know, if you can just go out there catch fish and walk away with a nice little six-figure income, you know, that'd be wonderful. But uh, there's more to this as a professional fisherman. Talk about that.
2: Well, uh, you know, this this can be a two-hour conversation.
1: Uh, You got four minutes. (laughs) Yeah,
2: fishing to me is. Is is kind of what you make it at the pro level. I mean, you know, I've talked to Greg Hackney, Aaron Martin, uh, about this, you know, in the past. And there's two ways to make a living as an angler. You can try to do it off tournament winnings, which is a very, very rough way to make a living, or you can do it uh, by supplementing uh, with sponsor income. Uh, Well, I'll tell you this: I'm, you know, I'm married to a Uh, marketing director and there's a lot more to professional fishing than catching fish. Absolutely catching fish has a little bit to do with it but uh, you know you have to show value uh, to your sponsors and you know I have great sponsors and the reason that you know they're great is because I've had the same ones for a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, But even you know, they they leave me alone as far as you know, like hunting season and stuff like that. I mean, I still hear from them, but they respect me. My point is, even if I don't hear from them, you know, I try to call each sponsor once a month, once every six weeks, and you know, just, hey, how's it going? How's the business? Is there anything I can do? Uh, You know, it's just always doing that stuff, and you know, it's just like interviews, and and news articles and all that stuff never turn one down uh, but it is it's kind of what you make of it uh, you know there's I, I, I don't watch YouTube videos I really don't even though I produce some uh, but it is fishing is not a bad thing professional fishing fishing you can make a living doing it you just have to got to work your butt off doing it
1: yeah, there's no doubt about it, and obviously working for your sponsors is a big part of it. Um, but also, it seems like, and I've said this to you in the past, but uh, for our listeners' sake, it seems like you have a real heart for teaching, right? And 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 you've learned so much new. I mean, you were a guy we always thought of as a power fisherman, shallow water spinner baits, everything else, and you embraced the forward facing sonar in a big way, and uh, and even as the design now some. Uh, some products and some lures that that work even better with forward-facing sonar. So this has been, you know, you're 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 not too old to to, to kind of learn some new tricks.
2: No, I mean, you know, my take on on forward-facing sonar, life scope, um, it's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. You like you either love it or you hate it. Uh, but you better, I mean, like for me to be competitive, I gotta I gotta be very good at it It just like today you know i was on the water i really didn't fish a lot i was just looking uh you know with that thing just trying to make myself um make myself better but you know i i'm a firm believer that you the same guys are going to catch them with or without live scope uh you know, I just I, I'm a I'm a firm believer in that. So, uh, and it just makes it a lot makes us a lot more efficient to be able to do it. And there's probably somebody some guy listening right now saying, "Well, he probably wouldn't have won the classic had it not been for live scope." Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. You Know what I mean? So uh, I didn't catch him just on live scope, and a lot of other guys will catch. I mean, you just don't know. And, but the, the facts are, is times have changed. So. Uh, you can either get on the bus or, or you can watch it go by. And I'm, I, I don't
1: want to be on the bus. I want to be driving the bus. Yeah, he is driving a bus. Jason Christie is our guest. And, and look, you know, uh, anybody that's ever fished uh, sight fished or in clear water. And I, I, I learned how to do my bass fishing in the central Florida lakes that were gin clear. And I can't tell you how many times you look at it. You saw it. You see the fishes right there. You drop the lure right there. And, and just because you can see them right there, uh, not on a scope, but in, with your eyeballs 30, 40 years ago, it doesn't mean you can catch them. I mean, there still takes a lot to actually be able to catch the fish too, and you got to have those techniques down, and And that's what Jason Christie has been able to do for sure. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back and wrap up with Jason Christie. He's the 2022 Classic Champion. He's had two top ten finishes, second place finish in 2016 uh, at Grand Lake in the Classic there that year. And uh, we'll get his take on that and do a little technique of the week with him as well. All right here on Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. At Phoenix Boats, everyone has a passion for bass fishing. From the founder and Elite Series Pro, Gary Klaus, down to the guy who affixes the final decal. Gary says, this passion has shaped our lives and it has brought about many of the fishing features that you see on the Phoenix today. Our goal is to make every boat that goes out the door the best fishing platform it can be in both design and construction for our customers. When I toured the plant, it was clear that Phoenix uses only the highest quality materials and that the craftsmanship was second to none. I'm Tom Abraham, and I too run a Phoenix boat, and am extremely proud to carry the Phoenix logo on my gear. I've known Gary Klaus since he started the company, and what he, Teresa Johnson, and the rest of the team at Phoenix Boats have created is truly remarkable. The highest quality boats, built by anglers for anglers. This isn't just a saying, it's a passion at Phoenix. View the entire lineup at phoenixboats.com and get started on yours today. Take it from me, it's time to experience the Phoenix difference. Hey gang, Tom Abraham here for my friends at 13 fishing. I can't tell you how excited I was to learn that two time Bassmaster angler of the year. Gerald Swindle had teamed up with the crew at 13 fishing to build the ultimate rod and reel series that combines quality with a price point that works for all. The result is the metal line of rods and the inception G2 line of reels designed to the exacting standards of the G man. This is the same gear. Gerald bagged over 100 pounds of fish with at Lake fork last season. Look for them this spring. John Cruz, and Missile Baits have done it again. This time they have teamed with Hog Farmer Baits to bring you the Spunk Shad. This bait can be fished like a swim bait or as a trailer on your favorite bladed jig. And now they are available from Missile Baits. Also new this year is the Magic Worm which did some serious damage on tour last year. They could just call that one the Moneymaker. Missile Baits is also home to the classic D-Bomb, the Baby D-Bomb, the Quiver Worm, and one of my favorites the Destroyer and Baby Destroyer. Go to MissileBaits.store to learn more. That's MissileBaits.com store. Tom Abraham here for my friend Brian Hamaker and his team at North Alabama Mortgage. Look, buying a home is the biggest purchase you will make in your life, and it can be a bit intimidating, so you want people that can help walk you through the mortgage process and get you the best deal possible. That's what North Alabama Mortgage does, and they do it in Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida from first-time purchases to refis, conventional, VA, FHA, and USDA loans. They have the solution at North Alabama Mortgage. Visit NorthAlabamaMortgage.com to learn more. That's North Alabama Mortgage.com.
4: There's so much to do, see, and experience in Anderson, South Carolina. Plan your next outdoor adventure with a visit to Lake Hartwell, boating, fishing, and Hike and bike the nearby trails, experience some history, and after, enjoy the numerous restaurants, shops, and experiences Anderson has to offer. Visit Green Pond Landing right there on Lake Hartwell. Perfect launch point for pleasure boating, fishing, kayaking, or just a nice walk beside the water. Come see why Anderson is called South Carolina's Bright Spot. Check it out at visitanderson.com. That's
1: visitanderson.com. Rapala is one of the most respected names in all of the fishing industry. The finest bustle wood baits with the best action, the DT Series, the Brat Square Bells, and the Shad Rap are all legendary. But did you know that Rapala also makes high-quality rain gear and every kind of fishing accessory you can imagine? Plus, under the Rapala family of brands, you'll find VMC hooks and terminal tackle, suffix mono, fluoro, and braided lines, Terminator spinnerbaits, jigs, and frogs, plus the Storm Arashi line of baits. Learn more at Rapala.com. That's Rapala.com, and start catching more fish.
0: Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. Now, here's your host, Tom Abraham.
1: Welcome back to Phoenix Boats Bassmaster Radio. We're visiting with Jason Christie, the 2022 uh, Bassmaster Classic Champion. He'll be competing once again on Grand Lake for the Classic coming up in March of this uh, upcoming year. And uh, Jason, we finished it off there talking about live scope and, and, and electronics. Let me ask you this. Do you... I know Bass is going to kind of do some surveying and, and talk to the guys. Do you think, though, that there is a limit maybe that we need to put on there that, you know, maybe we're going to get a little crazy when we're talking about four or five, you know, uh, transducers just on live scope and, you know, and, and guys having six, seven, you know, whatever, how many screens they're going to have. We're talking about $30,000 worth of technology on a boat. Do you think that maybe at some point in time that has to be, you know... Uh, curtailed or reined in.
2: I still think it's I still think it's a little bit early to make a a decision and I you know, I'm gonna kinda applaud fast a little bit, not jumping out there and saying, all right, you know, we're gonna do away with it or we're gonna do you know, we're gonna limit it. There needs to be it needs there, there needs to be some time, you know, some data collected and stuff like that to see. I, it's not going away. I mean I no. there's just it's just not going to happen. Uh, as far as limiting it, you know, I think we're just we'll just have to see what the data uh, shows on that. You know, that bass gathers, and then and then collectively, you know, I would think the anglers and bass and and potentially even the sponsors uh, go together and make a decision on if they want to limit it or not yeah. you know as far as my opinion on that i really i really don't have one i mean not yet because i just i i don't i think it's too early i mean i think i, I think another year of fishing and, and maybe i'll have an opinion whether we want to do it or not right now i i like it like it is yeah uh you know i mean i i look at it the other way you know if these guys got seven eight transducers kind of opens the bank up a
1: little bit too so uh, that's what I'm hoping for see I'm hoping that so much offshore fishing just any kind of offshore fish just so much offshore that maybe that will make those fish a little bit more active and and the bank comes back into play a, a little bit Do, have you sensed any conditioning because I know like when the Alabama rig came out uh, even to some extent maybe the bladed jig you know those things you couldn't keep a fish off of them and I've noticed, that in the events that I've been able to use the thing in or that I have used it in that it does seem to be, you know, not as productive as it as it once was. There are certain things that are always going to be productive. That jig and that creature bait and so on. Um but have you noticed yet at all any conditioning for these offshore schools of fish and and I guess tied to that is also the issue of from a conservation standpoint, are we doing something that might be, you know, hurtful?
2: Yeah. Uh I've not I've not noticed anything. I mean, I've heard some guys talk about it, you know, here or there that you know these fish are swimming off. I have not seen that personally, but it's so hard to to judge that because every fish is different, every lake is you know different from day to day. So it you don't know if if it's the sonar that they're swimming. I mean, if even that happened, I have not seen that. I mean. Uh you know, the ones I've seen act the same way they did six or seven years ago whenever Panoptic first came out. Uh, but that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah. Um, Jason Christie with us here. All right. Uh, speaking of the electronics, we had an 18-year-old kid qualify for the elites. Uh, I laughed about this with Ben Milliken the other day and the fact that when they took the picture of the nine new elites that qualified through the Opens – he was by 10 years older than all the rest of the guys. He's only 33, 34 years old, and he looked like an old man standing next to you know his uh, a high school team that he was coaching or something along those lines. These guys are so young. Uh, one of them was 18 years old that got uh, you know Trey McKinney, who got qualified. And then we just had a 17-year-old kid uh, land on a mother load down at the Harris Chain and qualify for the Bassmaster Classic. I mean, where does it end? It's amazing how these young guys uh, have been able to apply the electronics, and let's not take away from the fact that they can fish. They're catching them. They're, you know, they're doing a good job.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy how the ages are changing. Uh, you know, these guys are just better and better at an early age. You know, I was just, whenever you were saying that, I was thinking what I was doing when I was 17, and I just I had no business. Uh, being out there,
3: mm.
2: you know, com- competing with everybody else. But I think there's a lot of things. Uh, you know, some people's gonna say, "Oh, it's live scope." You know, they, it's 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 not that. It's that it's that these kids live it and breathe it from the beginning, and they, you know, they they learn these techniques. Bass master Live. I mean, we they watch something. They go to the lake that afternoon. They can apply it. They. They can just learn so much faster. And, you know, with the college fishing and the high school fishing, there's some of these kids at 17 that probably have as much time on the water as a lot of guys by the time they're 30. Uh, You know, just by tournament experience and stuff like that. We didn't have that stuff when I was growing up.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And, uh, and, 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 you know, like I said, they are catching them. I'll tell you what, though, for me, and I'm a little bit older than you, I, some guys shy away. They're like, oh, I can't compete with those guys anymore. I kind of like the opportunity to see how you can compete against you know these young guys. So, you know, I, there's still something to be said for the years on the water, the savviness, and so on. And um, I, I welcome the challenge. I don't know about you, but I, I, I like it.
2: That's why. I, that's why I fish right there is uh, to compete and, and to be challenged not only by the anglers, but by the lake, by the fish, uh, by the conditions. Uh, that's why I do it. And, you know, these kids, like I said, they just have a lot more experience at a yeah. younger age. And, and you know, these these young kids, you know, you take the Classic, for instance, they haven't been there. They, I don't know if they really, really understand the importance of the Classic, which kind of makes them scary, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the Classic, because they there may not be a lot of nerves, at least the first or the second day. Uh, you know what I mean? So they, it makes them, I think, a little bit more scary coming in not have fished the Classic, because they're just, you know, they're going to fish a tournament, and uh, they got a little chip on their shoulder.
1: I used to say that in golf, uh, about, like, we'd have these uh, tournaments and so on, and when I was a football coach and we'd play golf against some of the guys on the team, and, you know to break camp, and and they would stay up, step up to these six foot downhill slider putts, and just hammer them in. And they didn't know enough to know that if they missed that putt, that ball's able to go off the green. But they're not even thinking it. They're fearless. You know what I mean? They're like absolutely fearless. And uh, and that's how they some of these guys fish. They don't they don't know necessarily what they don't know. They don't know uh, if you know what I'm saying. So. Uh, but but it is but it is great stuff. Jason Christie has been our guest. Jason, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Uh, one of the best in the game for sure. I know that there's a big year coming up for you. It's a tremendous schedule for you, the way it sets up with two in Texas and then the classic and two in Florida and two in Alabama, two in New York, and then the trip over to uh, you know over to uh, Lake Murray as well. So it's going to be a great year upcoming, and I can't wait to see you out there on the tour.
2: Looking forward to it. I uh, ready to go and. And uh, excited to get the year started again.
1: All right, man. Thank you. Good luck. Merry Christmas, by the way. Thank you. That's... You too. Okay, before we put the Bassmaster Radio Phoenix back on the trailer, let's take a look at some news and notes from around the pond. Uh, let me tell you about the new line of plastics from Rapala, the Crust City Series. These were introduced at ICAST, but they have already accounted for hundreds of thousands of dollars from Rapala pros already in the developmental phase. There is the freeloader, a trailer that pairs perfectly with your favorite bladed jig, and the Mayor, a swim bait in two sizes that can be fished alone or as a swim jig or a spinnerbait trailer. I'm a big fan of the smaller version on my spinnerbaits. The cleanup craw is exactly as it sounds, a creature bait in the crawfish family that will clean up for you. And the Bronco Bug is one of the most unique baits to come along in a while with these heavy appendages uh, that kind of dolphin kick back and forth, and it just drives the bass wild. These crushed City products in some really amazing colors are available now at all your favorite major outlets. And if you're looking for the best in sublimated fishing jerseys for the upcoming season, the best in the business is Valley Fashions. They have all the major logos. They will set up the artwork for you and... They'll get your jerseys turned around quickly. Valley Fashions has incredible stock designs or to work with you on a custom design. Valley Fashions has done our jerseys at Bassmaster Radio for the last several years, and I couldn't be happier. Visit bfoutdoors.com to get your order started today. Long sleeve, short sleeve, hoodies, and more. It's vfoutdoors.com. Remember, if you missed any of this week's show, it's always just a click away at bassmaster.com forward slash radio. Or you can visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Anglers page. You'll see the Bassmaster radio show listed there. And uh, you can also visit the SportsMap radio podcast page at SportsMapRadio.com forward slash podcast. So until next time, keep those lines tight and nets heavy. I'm Tom Abraham. And this has been Phoenix Boat's Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network.